What is going on, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? It is episode 377 of the Tan and J-Man Show. I'm Tanner Lee, my co-host. Joining me live on the Central Time Zone over in Illinois, Josh the J-Man Mons. How we doing, J-Man? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Final season of Curb. Your enthusiasm started last night, so. Oh, okay. Uh, Feeling pretty good. Now, pretty good. Now, I, I have never been a big watcher of that show. I probably should one of these days. Um, did they take that show off for a while and it came back, or has it been a continuous? Yeah, so it was on like 2001-ish to 2010. Okay. And it was off the air for probably five or six years, and then it came back 2016 okay. or 2017. But uh, Okay. Yeah, so this is the final one. Um, I haven't watched the first episode yet but uh i'm excited to is that on max yeah we just got rid of max so uh, yeah. <laughs> we we went through and kind of cut some of our we've been meaning to do it for a while we yeah we were paying for way too many that we didn't watch and max on, on top of cable that stuff adds yep. up yep it does. i feel like that's how cable's even going to end up being espn's yep. probably going to have their own streaming yep um Fox, CBS, all of it. And it's just going to add up, continue to add up. Well, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, well, they, Fox is about the only one that doesn't have the streaming network because CBS has Paramount. Yeah. NBC has Peacock. ABC kind of has it's Hulu and Disney Plus, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 So. I, I do like the Fox Sports app where you can watch live if you're like not home or something that's that's nice that but. is the beauty of having youtube tv like we do is if you're traveling you can still get yeah. on there and watch the only thing that changes is your four major cable networks but sure. they pick up where you are you know so yeah it's all good it's all good i have some uh super bowl birdie bogey for you oh boy oh super bowl okay all right there have been uh, four quarterbacks who have lost always at quarterbacks, least, always quarterbacks. I know. Who have lost <laughs> at least three Super Bowls. Okay. Can you name those four quarterbacks? Got to get all for a, a birdie. I'll give you a par if you get three of them. Should okay. be able to get three. Four quarterbacks who have lost at least three. At least Super three Bowls. Super Bowls. Okay. So, uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by <clears throat> Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House is upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere. Located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Um, and it's uh, $2 whole smoked wings every Monday night and $1 off domestic brewskis. Uh, also, uh, what day is it? No, that's this was Saturday. February 3rd was Saturday. They had Ivory Moss uh, at the Arlington Public House from 530 to 8.30. Uh, you can call their number at 574-223-7101 to make a reservation. Yeah, they they have her from uh, time to time, a couple of times throughout the year. So, yeah, yeah she's pretty talented. So. Yeah, she is. Yep. All right. So, well, your birdie or bogey was Super Bowl related. Let's just get right into it. Let's talk some NFL football. Of course, we don't have much to talk about as far as news that went on this week. A few things, a few coaching moves. We had the Pro Bowl that. It's not like the Pro Bowl that you and I watched growing up, which was still kind of a joke within itself. Um, but, and I know you're going to be mad at me for saying this, I watched a little bit of the skills competition yesterday before the flag football game. Kind of enjoyed that. 
What entailed the skills t- competition? Well, the only two parts I saw was the uh, closest to the pin par three shot, which was, I don't know, I, and then, then the dodgeball. I just, I like to see these athletes kind of partaking in something competitive, but not what they're paid to do, I guess. Right. And see if they're good or not. Like Kyle Hamilton has a heck of a golf swing for the Baltimore Ravens, but he couldn't be consistent. He hit one good shot, then he shank. Hit a good shot, then shank. Beautiful looking swing, though. Uh, but there were some guys you could tell they spend their off season on the golf course, and some others that if they want to get better at golf, they probably should. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Moster was in that in the part three. He was in the golf thing. Yeah, yep. I, um, I did not see him hit though. So. I did. Uh, turn on ABC right as the flag football game was starting and watched one play <laughs> and it was Tyreek or two at a Tyreek for 50 yard touchdown and nobody was running except Tyreek. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Just cannot do it. Well, I don't know what they do because they don't want to get hurt. <clears throat> oh, uh, my. I mean, it's like all these all-star games, the guys don't want to get hurt. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but they sold a lot of tickets. Uh, Orlando, that stadium was packed. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, Because I've seen some former NFL players ripping it on X, but it's like, I don't know. We will never have another moment like Sean Taylor absolutely destroying. Was it uh, (laughs) Ryan Mormon? Was that his name? I think Um, think you're right. Yeah. yeah, Just crushed him. Yeah. Just crushed him. But, uh, But yeah, Super Bowl 58 coming up. This Sunday, 6.30 on CBS, AFC champion and defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs against the NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. Um, I have not checked the line in the last few days. I'm assuming San Francisco is still favored. It opened San Francisco two and a half or three. Uh, Then it was down to two last time I saw, but that was a few days ago. Okay. Uh, I did find it funny that the Chiefs are using the Raiders facilities this week while uh, the 49ers are using UNLV's facilities. So you got to think there's a little difference there. Yeah, significant downgrade uh, for the Niners. Maybe the Niners suggested it. Maybe, maybe they didn't want to be too pampered this week. Um, Workman's like uh, performance, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah so uh, uh, which way are you leaning? I mean, I know your rooting interests, I think. I think we're both on the same page there rooting for San Francisco. Uh, you are wrong. Um, oh, I forgot your family ties. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I think I'm rooting <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs. My gosh. Um, yeah, I just I can't root for the Niners. Uh, I have a real hard time rooting for the Chiefs as well. So this is like I forgot about Billy. So <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not as bad as the Bears Colts uh, Super Bowl for me. Oh. That was miserable. That was a miserable time to be, you know, 15 years old living in uh, Northern Indiana. That was. The worst. I think that was uh, yesterday. It was. Uh, was it the anniversary? Yeah, the anniversary was yesterday. Yeah, seventeen years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock Purdy can't turn the ball over. It's obvious statement. Uh, both defenses are really good. I think Kansas City is a little better though. Uh, They've been playing better as of late. Um, San Francisco is the first team ever to have four players with over a thousand yards from scrimmage, as well as a four thousand yard passer. And Brock Purdy, so that offense is explosive. Um, it's really difficult to pick against Patrick Mahomes, though, especially with how good his defense is. Uh, San Francisco has been gashed on the ground the past two games. Uh, so I'm looking for maybe Isaiah Pacheco to have a, uh, have a good game in the Super Bowl. 
Um, this will be the J Man's book it prediction. Get it out of the way early. Week. Um, I cannot pick against Patrick Mahomes. He has these distractions around. The Chiefs have these distractions around uh, with the Kelsey Swift and then uh, Patrick Mahomes Sr. picking up his third DWI. Um, and he could be facing prison time, former Chicago Cub great Pat Mahomes Sr., I should say. <laughs> um, but Pat Tricks Jr., Patrick Jr., um, he's, he's had distractions his entire career with his brother and his wife and – uh, playing on the team he's playing on now, and it hasn't mattered. So uh, I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24. I think it'll be a highly, highly competitive uh, football game. Um, I will probably end up finding myself rooting for the 49ers. But as of right now, I think uh, I'm not going to have a rooting interest, honestly. I just want to see a good game. So uh, J-Man's Book of Predictions of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life. Home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Who's your MVP? Um, Man. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Rasheed Rice. He's, he's, oh, wow. Okay. He's been dynamite uh, in the playoffs. Killed the Dolphins in the first round. Uh, has been good since. Um, so I... Uh, Mahomes has won a lot. It'll probably be the quarterback because it usually is, but uh, maybe Rice catches a few touchdowns and uh, wins it. If the Chiefs do have to win, which I'm hoping they don't and they won't, but I, if they do have to win, I hope George Karloftis is MVP. But he would have to have a Von Miller-like performance from Super Bowl 50 to make that happen. He's been playing some dang good football. <laughs> He's a pretty good football and, uh, player. Yeah, he and Chris Jones there have been mm-hmm. a uh, – Dynamic duo, so mm. I could see. Well, well, I will go on the opposite side of you. I will take the Niners twenty to seventeen. So I think we kind of get a low, lower scoring game. Could see Maybe it. a lot of the experts are predicting. Um, and I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. That's a good pick. That's a real good pick, uh, man. Niners have a ton of weapons. Obviously, they have the most weapons in football with Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey and. Good line. Um, good offensive line and good defense. They are the most complete team in the NFL. I, I think we, we can agree on that. Uh, but yep. uh, John Lynch has done a good job building that team. He he has, which is crazy to even think about considering how bad of a trade it was trading for trading up to take Trey Lance, where he gave mm-hmm. up a couple first round picks, and it hasn't mattered because he's mm-hmm. hit on guys like Fred Warner in the third round and uh that uh Samoan um, defensive back, his name I can't remember, in the fifth round. And uh, he's obviously hit on some first rounders and <clears throat> Nick Boza and guys like that. And then he hits on a Brock Purdy in the seventh round. So he's had some luck yeah. involved. But uh, not only seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then obviously trading for Christian McCaffrey, who felt like he might never be the guy we thought he was going to be because of injury issues and stuff come to San Francisco stayed healthy. He said on Debo in the second round, Ayuk's a late first rounder. Kittle third round. I don't know if he was a Kittle draft pick uh, or if Kittle was a Lynch draft pick. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. Yeah. Um, He's done a really good job to make people forget about that Trey Lance trade uh, by uh, obviously a great scouting. um, Has a good scouting team around. Great coaching staff too. I mean, they're going to continue to put out head coaches. So Uh, yeah, Lynch has done an unbelievable job. Yeah, it just almost feels like it's their time to get this one. 
Yeah. Um, they've been close, you know, in pro sports, especially in sports in general, but pro sports, especially your windows are usually pretty small. You got, you know, four or five year gap at the most. San Francisco, I would say is on the end of that, but they're not. I mean, it's, that's the thing. I mean, the last time they made Super Bowl was 2020. That was four years ago, but um, it definitely helps them going forward that their quarterback is so cheap for the next 100%, few years, hundred percent, so that they 100%. can continue to keep this team around him. So. Yep, yep. So, so looking forward to it. Um, you know, even, I mean, what? Okay, I got a question for you. I know you said Colts Bears was the toughest for your like fandom, but what was the most boring Super Bowl in your opinion? Um. The first one that comes to mind is that Broncos Panthers one. Um, I enjoyed that, but I get I, 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 I there was you, not a lot of offensive actions. You so. very much enjoyed that. Um, I didn't enjoy. I did enjoy forty eight though, forty three to eight. That was pretty rough. Super Bowl forty eight. That was bad. Um, maybe my least enjoyable Super Bowl I've watched so far was that Patriots comeback, which. Oh, was yeah, just uh, against the Falcons, which was just. At least it was exciting, though. It had some. It, it, it was. The, the one Pers- that always. it was rough for me. The one that always comes to my mind. I don't remember what I, I get my Super Bowl numbers mixed up, but it was Packers Steelers yeah. in 2011. That was pretty. Aaron Rodgers lone Super Bowl. That was pretty yeah. boring. One I felt like. Um, as far as like the best Super Bowls since, I think you got to think. Uh, Seahawks Patriots probably number one. Just run the ball. Um, Pete. Yeah, Cardinal Steelers I think is way up there. That, that was a fun one. That too. was a great one. Um, other than that though, uh, Patriots Rams. Um, for the Patriots first Super Bowl. That was a good one. That was fun. Yeah. Patriots were fourteen point underdogs in that one. I saw earlier in the week. Um. The first Chiefs Niners Super Bowl back in 2020 was good. Remember, mm-hmm. the Niners were up 10 with like six minutes left, and uh, Damian Williams uh, for the Chiefs, former Dolphin, um, had an unbelievable six minutes, and they won the game. But. You know, another boring one was the Rams. Uh, oh, Patriots, that, the, the most recent one they played on. Yeah, that was probably the most boring. What was it, thirteen to three? Yeah, it uh, was that was by far the most uh, boring and yeah. clearly forgettable because I didn't even think about it. <laughs> that was brutal. Um, so yeah, that that was significantly worse than Broncos Panthers, um, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but but where I was going at is you know it's one of those things. No matter who's playing, I'm always gonna sit down and watch the oh, game. Yeah. Oh yeah, enjoy some. Very unhealthy but tasty food and uh absolutely have a good time. What's what's your go to like Super Bowl appetizer sort of deal? Oh, it's gotta be buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty common go to. started um, with I think the first time I had it was Saints Colts Super Bowl at, at your parents' house. Yeah, that, I think that was the first time my mom ever made it. And, <laughs> ever uh, since that, man. Yeah, we we got hooked. My mom also, Acid reflex. I can feel it right now. Oh, just man. Thinking about it. Yeah, that that <laughs> that always gets me. Uh, my mom always makes a nacho dip that I might have to make this year for him. But uh, love cocktail weenies, meatballs, yep. pizza, chicken wings of any kind. Oh, I like course, that pizza. Wings, oh uh, man, sliders. Yeah, uh, can't go uh, wrong with any of that stuff. I'm I'm pretty excited, and I'm gonna be watching it by myself. So no no celery and hummus for you. There is not going to be a single green thing in this house um, on Sunday, unless my wife uh, forces. She she won't force me yeah, to yeah. 
put anything green out there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But no, it's uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, I kind of hit on some coaching news. Probably the biggest piece of coaching news um, this week was Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Looked like he was going to be the Las Vegas Raiders next offensive coordinator. Then that fell through, and he is now the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator with their brand new head coach, Dan Quinn. Yeah, um, that's interesting. You know, when Dan Quinn was hired by the Atlanta Falcons, his first offensive coordinator he hired was Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe similar sure. uh, stuff there going on. Younger guy obviously knows offense really well. Um, he failed as a head coach. Kingsbury did um, in Arizona and Texas Tech for that matter. But uh, obviously a really good offensive mind, and they're going to need it. I saw the uh, enemy's not going to be back, obviously. Right with the news that uh, Kingsbury's there, but uh, in de- definitely an interesting hire. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, he was uh, Caleb Williams offensive coordinator mm-hmm. uh, at USC. So you can kind of connect the dots there to see, uh, are, are they picking two? They are two. So, um, so they're either going to have to trade up to number one or hope the bears don't take Caleb Williams. Yep. So uh, they're in a precarious spot, but I'm still fascinated by what the bears are going to do. I talked with a big bear fan, over the weekend on Saturday and asked him what he want. If, if he was in control, what, what would he do? He said, keep fields, trade back, get more picks. So we, we could get us oh, some weapons around him, even more weapons around him and get, improve our offensive line. That seems to be what a majority of bears fans want as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know they uh, really want Justin Fields to work out. Um, sure. And uh, he, he did play some pretty good football and now, uh, New offensive coordinator coming in from Seattle, Shane Waldron, I believe his name is. Uh, their old offensive coordinator was then hired by the uh, Vegas Raiders, Luke Getze, after he uh, yeah. failed miserably in Chicago. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that uh, that works out in Vegas. But, uh, yeah, so um, what other coaching news did I see? Uh, Steve Belichick, did, uh, did you see this piece of mm. news? Bill's son is the new defensive coordinator for the University of Washington Huskies. Ah, it's coming in the Big Ten. Yeah, he is. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, old Stevie. Um, and then I also saw that uh, Jim Harbaugh's son, Jay. Is it his son or is it John's son, Jay? I think his name's Jay. He was special teams coordinator at Michigan. Um, everyone thought he'd, he'd follow his dad, so it, it would be uh, his dad is Jim uh, to L.A., but he's actually going to be the new uh, special teams coach out in uh, Seattle. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, going somewhere else. Yeah, prove Branching himself out. a little bit yeah, away from his dad. Yep. And who did the Chargers hire as their OC? It was uh, – uh, I just saw it. Oh, it's the Ravens OC. Oh, Greg Roman. Yeah, um, Roman's yeah, for, mm-hmm. former Ravens OC. Yep. Yep. Um, the Ravens fans hated him. They he, he tried to turn Lamar into a running back only, and they ran the ball, you know, 60 times a game. Right. Uh, but yes, Greg Roman, which uh, I want to say there's definite. Well, obviously there's Harbaugh ties with uh, him being playing for or coaching for John. Yeah. But it seems like there's Jim ties as well. So. Probably is, but it's uh, NFL never sleeps. We talk about it all the time because uh, right after this game, yeah. and my mind's already there as a fan of a team that hadn't made the playoffs in eight years. <clears throat> I'm thinking draft already. So yeah. combine will be here in about three weeks, and the new league year will open up yep. in about a month. Senior Bowls went well, on, and the, yeah. the other All-Star games have been going on. So rumors are flying everywhere. Yep. 
So it uh, it definitely never stops. Even even in June, it seems like something all, always uh, pops up. So yep, yep. I was even reading this thing the other day in ESPN. They're making different predictions where different guys were going to go and stuff. They predict that Russell Wilson will be the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. They're predicting like a two-year, $36 million deal or something like that. Not nothing near what he got from Denver. I could definitely see that. That makes uh, sense. And I I, I think, honestly, you put Russell Wilson on that Falcons team last year, and they they win the South easily. Yep. You're right. Um, You're right. So, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, you want to be educated here real quick before we go yes, any further. Yes, I do. On this day in 1921, the New York Yankees purchased 20 acres in the Bronx for Yankee Stadium. And since then, that thing's been demolished, and a new one opened up in um, 2009. Yeah. They won the World Series in their first year it was built. On this day in 1924, the first Winter Olympics Games closed. Can you tell me where that was held? Can I have a clue if it was in the U.S. or not? It was not in the U.S. Switzerland. Pretty good guess. Uh, Chamonix, France. Hmm. Uh, On this day in... Man, uh, not a whole lot. (laughs) Man, A, a lot of Winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, 1956, the seventh Winter Olympic Games closed. Can you tell me where it was held? Once again, can I have a clue? Not, it was in the U.S. Or not in the U.S. It is in Europe, though. Uh, let's go Russia. Russia's its own continent. I, I thought about that right after I said that. But uh, Cortina Diampezzo, Italy. I could have guessed 486 different places, and I wouldn't have guessed All that. You wouldn't so. have to do is guess Italy. That's no. in Europe. Russia is definitely not in Europe. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm using pretty good geography. I'm kind of embarrassed right now. teacher in high school should retire. I was pretty good geography, too. Should put in his resignation. The wife's uh, lack of geography is wearing off on me. <laughs> my my wife's lack of geography is pretty pretty porous as well. No offense. You know what's, you know what's fun? and it's, yeah, She doesn't listen. I don't care. You should do this with your, your wife. Test her with the state capitals sometimes. You know, I mean, she can get right. Oh, man. If if I had to guess, it'd be less than seven. Oh, come on. Uh, I uh, Maybe ten. Maybe ten. Again, I, bet, I bet she could get about 30 of them. Yeah, 30 or 50. My wife doesn't listen either, so I, th- yeah. I, th- I think we're pretty safe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on this day in 1969, Vince Lombardi became part owner, vice president, general manager, and head coach. Of the NFL's Washington then Redskins. One of the best to ever do it. I mean, the Lombardi Trophy, named after the guy. Uh, On this day in 1978, the 28th NBA All-Star Game was held. Who won MVP? 78. Yep. 78. How about Jerry West? Incorrect. Randy Smith, San Diego Clippers. Never heard of Randy. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, on this day in 1978, Fred Newman made 88 consecutive basketball free throws blindfolded. I couldn't make half of that without being blindfolded. Yeah. On this day in 1989, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar became the first NBA player to score 38,000 points. One of the best to ever do it. Skyhook. 
On this day in 1995, the NFL Pro Bowl was held in Aloha Stadium. The AFC beat the NFC 41-13. Who won MVP? Let's go with a random defensive player, Junior Seau. Nope. Marshall Falk. Oh. Yeah. Wow, he would have been a Colt at the time. Yeah. He'd have been a young Colt at the time. Who won the Super Bowl on this day in 2006? 2006. So, okay, I got to do my math here. So, 07 was Colts Bears. So, 06 would have been the Steelers over the Seahawks. Yep. Do you remember who won MVP? Uh, I want to say Jerome Bettis because that was his last game, but I think it was Antoine Randall. It was not. It was Hind oh. Ward. Ah, shoot. I thought Randall L returned a kick or something. Like that. He threw a touchdown too. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like a double reverse. Uh, that was another Super Bowl I didn't enjoy. I just don't enjoy when Steelers are in Super Bowl. Sorry. I said the Cardinals one. That was fun. Yeah. Whoops. I keep messing with my mic. <laughs> On this day in 2012, who won the Super Bowl? 2012. So the game was played in 12. So that would have been the Giants over the Patriots. MVP? MVP was Eli was one of them, so I'm guess I'm going with Eli. It is Eli. Yeah, that was in that was in uh, Luke Soil uh, yeah. in, in Indianapolis. Twenty seventeen. Who won the Super Bowl? Okay, all right. Twenty seventeen. So Broncos seventeen. Seventeen. So Super Bowl fifty one. Was that the Patriots over the Falcons? It was the comeback. Yeah. Tom yeah. Brady won MVP, yeah. as you could probably have guessed. Yeah. And last one here, um, it was the first year, 2023, was the first year of the new Pro Bowl uh, games, the new format, skills competition, and three uh, by three times non-contact, seven-on-seven flag football games. I don't know what that means. Rather than actual tackle football. Um so, yeah, the new format uh, was rolled out, and we'll see if they can continue to try to make it better than it is. Yeah, I don't know what the ratings are going to look like, but... They're probably they're, pretty good, let's be honest. They didn't have a lot of competition yesterday. Yeah. No, so. they definitely did not. No. The fact that I even turned it on for like four minutes tells you there was nothing else <laughs> on. And that's going to do it for this week's On This Day segment, which is brought to you by Moody Woodcrafts. Moody Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of Texas, with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of the recently completed projects by visiting them at Moody Woodcrafts on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your first sign order. So get those sign orders in. Um, probably a little late to get your significant other a sign for Valentine's Day. But there's all these other holidays coming up, and it's a good time any time around the year to get your uh, significant other, family member, friend, sports fan in your life a, uh, a nice wooden sign. So Thad does great work. Get a hold of him. Tell him the Tan Jamin Show sent you 15% off. All right. Well, the pick six. I think I got a fun little pick six picked out this week for you. Uh, there's no really, uh, my dad helped me with this, so I can't take all the credit. So there's no really tie 
between like they're not all basketball players or football players or anything like that. Just a mix of six individuals who have been in the news and around the sporting world this past week. We'll start with Joel Embiid. Joel L. Embiid. He uh, scored a lot of points a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. then uh, decided to sit a bunch of games out mm-hmm. uh, when it mattered most, uh, which is typical of uh, Joel Embiid. You a fan I- of him? No, can't stand him. <clears throat> I, I didn't like him at Kansas. Yeah. So it's uh, the hate has run very deep for whatever reason. There's just something about him I do not like. There's something about the Sixers um, I don't like. Something about that city of Philadelphia. I tell you. <laughs> um, no, I think he he's he's good. I'll give him that. Um, but again, I said this last week. They have, as of last week, played. You know. 30 some games or not more than 30 games, but they are, or they, if they played 33 games against teams over 500 mm-hmm. and Embiid's only played in three of them. Yeah. That, the accurate stat. It's probably an inaccurate stat, but it was something porous like that. Um, and I don't think he's going to hit the threshold to uh, win MVP again, the game's threshold, which is okay. Cause I don't think he deserves it anyway. You went to an NBA game over the weekend, the Bulls, Kings. <laughs> How was that? Um, about fell asleep uh, in the second quarter. Uh, low energy, uh, low, low energy. Bulls found themselves down 30 points with about six minutes left in the third quarter. And I was thinking, we're going to leave at the end of the third quarter, and that's okay with me. Um, stuck around to the end of the third quarter. Bulls cut it down to 10, and then they cut it down to three with 35 seconds left. Uh, then they couldn't get a stop when it mattered most. But uh, energy definitely ramped up uh, in the fourth quarter, and I actually ended up having a pretty good time. But it was pretty boring <laughs> there uh, for a while. But uh, mainly went to see Io Desumu, and he, uh, he he poured in 18. So it was a pretty there good go. game for him. Uh, but uh, De'Aaron Fox poured in 41, so he was a little better. Yeah, yeah, the Kings are pretty good this year. So. Yeah, a lot of Jordan jerseys, as you can imagine. Um, I did see a, a older gentleman, seventy had to be in the seventies, decked out in King's attire. It was pretty cool. He, he had like cool. an old school King starter jacket on, um, a King old school King's hat. It, it was it was pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> I was hoping you were gonna be like, I saw somebody wearing a Luke Longley jersey. Nope. Uh, there there were some uh, obviously a bunch of D Rose still. Yeah. Uh, saw one Kirk Heinrich. Um, but the fir- the first ten thousand got a like a cheap Nikola Nikola Vucevic jersey, mm. so a lot of people were wearing that. So it was covering uh, their actual. Oh, uh, uh, so so I was I was gonna say I wonder who of the present players sells the most, but it could be him, I guess. So I mean, I, I saw a lot of Levine and um, Levine, whatever. His She's name out is. pretty much for the season. So. He has four six months, yeah, yeah. and uh, Demar Derozan. So. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'll stick with the NBA for the next one, Doc Rivers. Um, he, uh, is with the, uh, Milwaukee Bucks yeah. uh, now after they stupidly fired their, uh, yeah. coach. Adrian Second place Griffin. in the East. And- um, Al- Alan Griffin's father, who you have very good memories of stomping. I have very good memories of stomping on Sasha Stefanovic in uh, Purdue. Uh, but, um, I think uh, his days are numbered already. I think they're, they're one and three with him. I think <laughs> they blew a large lead. In the fourth quarter, I think they're up 15 in the fourth quarter against the Utah Jazz, terrible Utah Jazz team. They lost last night, um, so I think his days are already starting to uh, get a get a little thin there in Milwaukee. Has any other coach in NBA history done less with more talent than Doc Rivers? No, no. His his teams have been loaded, absolutely loaded. Yep. 
Chris Collins. Oh man, um, he's a good basketball coach. I'll give it to him. His team put up one hell of a fight at Mackey Arena. Played literally the best they could possibly play and still lost, uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. And then, of course, he, he went after the officials, um, which was uh, hilarious and, and, and probably warranted. I, I mean, I watched the entire game, and it definitely played out like it should have been 46 free throws to whatever uh, Northwestern shot. they don't like, drive the ball. They, they, they don't. So. <laughs> Um, it definitely played out that way. And the only reason why they're in the game is because Purdue missed 17 free throws. Yeah. You're um, right. But uh, I mean, sure. Why not? You're, you're going to lose the game anyway. You're, you're mad at the foul discrepancy, yeah. whatever, even if it did play out that way, go <laughs> off. And then it was pretty funny to see him. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. He went over shook. Taylor's hand that gave it Edie a Dapped hug. Up the players, yeah. pumped, pumped the crowd up as he's on his way out. So that, that was a legendary, yeah. that, that, that was, was uh Maybe the most legendary ejection we've seen, and, and we've seen some good ones from Fran and Matt Painter once. I remember yep. that one in yep. Champagne. Um, but uh, then yeah, he, he he was pretty cool after the game. I know a guy fumbled over a question in the post game press conference. He was really uh, nice of the guy. Yeah, uh, but he only uh, got a five thousand dollar fine from the Big Ten. Yeah, not bad. Um, and and honestly, if you're going to go after a ref, Courtney Green's probably. Good I I would so, agree with uh, that. Okay. Him or. Uh, him or uh, Carsonson would be my two on the chopping block, but uh, yeah, bad. It, it ended up being a bad week for him um, yeah. after losing to Minnesota on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, he was in the news. Uh, what, yeah, he what, came out today and he wants to come back to the NFL, but he said he will only play for one team, and we all know who that team is. And then he didn't say who it was. <laughs> no one knows who the team is then. He, he wanted I, to play for the Steelers, and then he I, wanted to play for the Jets. And Yeah. <clears throat> who is that one team? Kansas City? I, I honestly don't know. I figured he was talking about either Pittsburgh or New York. So I can't imagine because they kind of, in his mind, they screwed him over. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I think he's washed. I think absolutely. I love when NFL players take a year or two off and think they can come right back in the league. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's he's taken more than just a year or two off, yeah, hasn't he? You're right. I think. Um, been, yeah, three or four. And honestly, now. he was terrible with the Jets, and he wasn't that good towards the end of his Steeler career. He's thirty. I think he's all right. I think he's thirty-two years. And old. wasn't he on the Chiefs too? Uh, was he on the Chiefs? Okay. I think at I the, towards like the, at the very end, and he wasn't doing much. Maybe um, I'm getting confused with somebody else. I think you're correct. That sounds right. That sounds well, right. I wonder, I wonder who the one team he wants to play for then. I don't know. Didn't really. I just saw the headline. Uh, I didn't read you, you, you all know, but no one actually knows. No. Um, yeah, Le'Veon was an interesting one. Good good running back for about two years and thought he was a whole lot better than he actually was. Good at Michigan State, that's for sure. That's for sure. Two more here. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, Washington's new uh new OC. Um I'll, I'll never forget draft. What was it him on uh during the NFL draft in 2020 where he had that like wide open concept that yeah. looked out towards the mountains and it kind of looked like a Bond villain house or something. Um, interesting guy. It looked like he wanted to take some time away from football and then they pulled him back in last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Lincoln Riley did. And, That's quarterback. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they end up with Caleb Williams or uh, if they're going to roll with Sam Howe. I guess they could take a Drake May or Jaden Daniels or whoever. Yeah. Somebody's going to skyrocket up there and get taken number two overall, regardless. We just don't know who it is yet. Yeah, Thad Mooney, thank you for sending me this. So, Le'Veon Bell played for Pittsburgh, then the Jets, then the Chiefs. Then, 2021, he was on the Ravens and the Buccaneers. I forgot he was on the Ravens. So, 
He's he's been out two plus years now. So yeah, forty two career touchdowns, ninety six games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Bobby Witt Jr. Oh man, did he get paid today? Eleven years, two hundred eighty nine million dollars. Had a fantastic year last year as a 22, 23 year old. Um, definitely a guy you want to build around, but it does uh, sting a little bit to watch the Kansas City Royals give their guys a ton of money while the Cubs <laughs> sit there and wait for Boris to budge. And Scott Boris is not going to budge. Um, so. Uh, Get off your butt, Jed. The division's winnable. Absolutely. If if I had to handicap right now, I still think the Cubs probably win it, even though I picked them to finish last because I was angry <laughs> in our bold predictions. Uh, the Cubs do have the best odds to win the division because the Brewers are trading away. Corbin Burns, uh, no longer Brandon Woodruff. Reds are probably still a little too green, although they're probably the most talented team in the division. The Cardinals pitching staff has to roll out of the retirement home just to be able to <laughs> – head to the mound um <laughs> the pirates are the pirates so um it's a very winnable division you can't just sit there and do nothing though you gotta go out there and uh get it done yeah the mlb has been really quiet yeah it's been a uh sh- the shohei signing early kind of hurt things a little bit yeah uh and then scott boris doing what scott boris does he, he, he controls free agency and they need to do something to knock him off his high horse because he mm. it's getting old getting real old so that'll do it for this week's pick six segment which is brought to you by performer print two promo group if you're looking for a trustworthy dependable resource for your next trade show company picnic or a sales meeting in 2024 performer print two promo group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print they strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs so you need to look no further let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. All right, let's talk some college hoops. Sir. Um, like I said, we are in February. March is right around the corner. Conference races are definitely starting to heat up in some instances. Some others teams are starting to pull away. In the Big Ten, we've been talking about all year, it's kind of three teams at the top tier, and it's definitely that. You got Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, the three. And then you probably, the next three are probably fighting to make sure they make the tournament, wouldn't you say, in Michigan State, Northwestern, Nebraska? Absolutely. And then after that, it falls off to where I don't see anybody else, unless somebody gets hot, getting close to making the tournament. I was thinking of the tiers today, actually, and I was thinking Purdue, tier one, Illinois, Wisconsin, Tier 2. And then, of course, he said Nebraska, Michigan State, Northwestern, Tier 3. Then after that, would it be like a, a Minnesota, Ohio State, Indiana, um, Maryland? I'd almost, I'd almost start putting Penn State up there, the way they're playing lately. Yeah, Penn's, uh, without their best player, too, and yeah. Kanye Clary. Um we know Michigan's on a tier by themselves at the bottom. Yeah, Michigan definitely <laughs> after blowing a 15-point lead oh, in the second half man. of Rutgers. And yeah, Rutgers is dead last in the Big Ten in the net rankings yeah. uh, for, for the time being. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, Michigan is horrendous. I, I think Jawan's gone. He I had do, a, too. Uh, did you see his quotes today? He no. said, uh, my stuff works. I mean, you look at it, 2020 was COVID year. We were going to make the tournament. 2021 Elite Eight, 2022 Sweet 16. It's it's clear it's clearly work. We just we we just had to get healthy. 
Um, and I'm thinking, so by your measure, you kept going down each year. You went from the Elite Eight to the Sweet 16 to the NIT, and now you're not going to win 10 games. So <laughs> it's, it's clearly not working there, Jawan. Yeah, uh, it's, I hope they keep him around for another year because it sounds good news for everybody else. Yeah, because, uh, <clears throat> I mean, we saw Beeline take Michigan to absurd yes. heights, and yep. uh, he took over for Tommy Amaker, who um, had them at absurd lows and mediocrity. And uh, then we saw how much of a sleeping giant Michigan was, and we do yes. not want them to be uh, woken up again. No. Um, they have enough fun, a fun of football season. I yeah, mean, leave, leave. Yeah, let. I'm okay with them having good football <laughs> as long as the basketball team's not good. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I think Jawan's uh, time is coming to an end there. Yes, I think Chris Holtman's in trouble in Columbus too. Thousand percent losers. Uh, seven of eight. Um, he went fifteen and three in Big Ten play his first year. He is fifty one and fifty eight cents. Um, lost on the road. Uh, to Iowa, tough place to play in Iowa, but uh, they had a chance to get it done. They couldn't. Um, they were in it for a half against Illinois, and then Illinois just absolutely took it to them uh, in the second half and ended up blowing them out. Um, at that Illinois-Ohio State game Tuesday night last week, it felt like a COVID-era game because it was so quiet in there. and bare- they. I mean, that stadium holds 19,000, 20,000. Yeah, it's a pro arena, really. And there, there was maybe 4,500 or 5,000 people it's, in there yeah. uh, for that game. It was so quiet. It almost brought back terrible memories of 2020, 2021 with no fans. Uh, but uh, Illinois took it to them, which was nice to see on my end. But, uh, yeah, I think unless they get hot, which uh, – They've proven they can't. Um, I mean, they looked halfway decent early in the year, but again, yeah. losers of seven of eight, including losing to Michigan, who's that's their only win here this year, I think, uh, is to Ohio State against Ohio State. So, um, again, another job we saw they weren't very good. Then Thad Mata took over, turned them into a powerhouse. We don't want that to happen again. Um, so I would prefer Holtman stick around, but uh, I think he's gone. Uh, one more that I think. I think this guy's good for one more year, but his seat's definitely starting to heat up. That's Mike Woodson down in Bloomington. Uh, horrendous loss at home to Penn Terrible. State. A game they were up double digits at one time and ended up losing by 15 points. Uh, against a Penn State team that didn't have their best guard, and yet Penn State's guards absolutely took it to Indiana's because Indiana's guard play is, in my opinion, the worst in the Big Ten. I think it's worse than Rutgers. I think it's worse than Michigan's. Uh, their guard play is horrendous, and you win in college basketball with good guards. That is how you win. I mean, you look at Purdue, Braden Smith, uh, Fletcher Lawyer, Wisconsin. Lance yeah. Jones. In Lance Jones. It's kind of a combo guard. Got, I got to throw him in there for you. Um, <laughs> and Wisconsin, Hepburn, and I'll throw Store in there. Klesmet, Illinois, yeah. you have Domas, Shannon, Rogers, um, Tyson Walker, and A.J. Hogard, Michigan State. Tomanaga, everything. He he is the best bad shot maker yeah. I've ever seen. He was bad, like bad, bad against Wisconsin. Terrible against Wisconsin. And you, you knew he was going to yeah. come out hot. And I thought Illinois did a pretty good job on him last night, yeah. too. And he went off. He goes NBA jam um, at times. Yes. Northwestern, Boo Booey, Ty oh. Berry. Yeah. So you win with good guards. Indiana has putrid guards. I mean, Anthony. That's Anthony Mike's Leo, fault in the por- portal. He tried. He couldn't percent. get any of them. It, it, it's his fault in the portal. It's his yep. fault in high school recruiting. Um, I think he's relied on Xavier Johnson, which we know what Xavier Johnson is, and that's a guy who's going to get more technicals than he does points in some seasons, <laughs> it seems like. Uh, but um, I, I don't know. Depending on how this season ends, they might cut him loose. 
I, I just I just Saturday don't know how much felt like a nail in the coffin yeah, for him. I just don't it, know it how much more donor money because they just bought out Tom Allen. You yeah. can't keep going to Mark Cuban every three or four years and ask him to buy your coach job because that's what they've been doing. Yeah. I mean, they lead the Big Ten in coaches since 2000. Who? So they just gonna do it again. I, you know, I'm this, this might just everybody's gonna be like, yo, this is just coming from a Purdue fan, but I think it's a culture probe problem down oh, there in Bloomington. I don't think it's just a head coaching sure. problem. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I'll, I'll say this, and, I, and I'm even going to throw something about Purdue in there, so stay patient, Indiana fans. I don't know in the year of 2024 how many good high school basketball players want to go play in Bloomington, Indiana. Well, and I can hear them saying right now, well, how about West Lafayette? Because although I love West Lafayette, a lot of people don't like it. I definitely get it. But I'm going to counter that and say it's Purdue's winning basketball culture overrides what West Lafayette can deliver, which right now in Bloomington, that's not happening. The thing is, though, Painter's winning with these. I mean, Braden Smith was an unranked three-star. Yeah. yeah. Um, Edie, unranked three-star, wasn't he? Yes. Um, yes. So he's he's developing these players where yes. Woodson, I mean, he has a five-star coming in <clears throat> next year, and Liam McNeely, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, Mbako was a, or whatever his name is, yes. uh, five-star guy. Uh, then who landed in their lap because Duke decided they didn't want him anymore. Yeah, uh, Khalil Ware. I mean, I know they got him in the transfer portal, but he's he's a five star guy. So yeah. so they are yeah. getting the talent. They always um, have. Just Woodson has not been able to uh, cultivate a winning roster. Besides last year, last year they were pretty good with Trace Jackson Davis, not his recruit. And then um, who was the guard? What was his name? Why am I? Why is it escaping me? Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Jalen Hutchinson. Uh, uh, you you have two NBA players and makes it yes. a whole lot uh, sure better. But he's 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 playing this traditional style where you got a point guard, you got a two, you got a three, you got a four, you got a five, and basketball's turning into this positionless uh, mm-hmm. sort of basketball. Um, I know some teams have traditional fives like Purdue does, and it's obviously working for them. Uh, but you see the other good teams, you you don't have that traditional point guard, you don't have a traditional four, right. you don't have traditional five and uh, those are the teams that are starting to win more and more and I just I think the game has passed Woodson by and I thought the hire of Mike Woodson was terrible to begin with I thought they could have done a whole lot better but maybe they couldn't have done a whole lot better because it's been so long since they've been this giant I mean they haven't won a title in 35 plus years um, these kids have never seen them be good had the, the guys coming into college now I've never seen them play in a final four or even in elite eight yeah, they weren't point. born in 0-2 um, yeah yeah, none, none of the high school guys. So um, the shine of Indiana has worn off, especially in the state, I think, for high school kids. Uh, they, they are getting these out-of-state guys because of the um, aura around Indiana. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, time is starting to uh, start starting to get a little shorter there for uh, Mike Woodson. I know the fan base is really restless. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but I, I think their season's pretty much done. <laughs> Um, and, and, and I mean, he, it, that's the thing about the portal. You can turn things around quickly, quickly, but you better hit on the guys. You better hit on the right guys. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, look at Wisconsin, AJ store, 16 points a game. Yeah. Um, Illinois class this year has been fantastic with Domas 16 points a game. Gary Ayers has nine double doubles. Uh, Justin Harmon off the bench has been fantastic. Um, that's that's how teams are winning nowadays. They aren't even recruiting high school guys as much. They're just waiting for the portal to open up. Except if you're Purdue. They take about one Purdue, portal guy a year, but uh, they got the right one this year. <coughs> Jones, yeah. too. I thought he'd be solid. I thought he'd be a defender, add a few buckets here. Yeah. That, 
never would imagine he'd he's, turn to score. He he's better. Yeah. Better at Purdue than he was at Southern Illinois. Yeah. Um, Southern Illinois should have been really good last year. Yeah. I mean, don't ask who might, who's creeping up to being a potential first teamer, all big mm-hmm. 10, which is crazy. Um, and then Jones, and then they have a guy, um, averaging 24 points a game this year, yeah. there last year. So. so there was a lot of talent Carbondale last year. So yeah. Uh, yeah, don't ask. He's kind of becoming Illinois' go-to guy. I mean, late in the game, they have the ball in his hands, not Terrence yeah. Shannon's hand. Yeah, Shannon tends to force stuff. Where Domask has that real crafty game, mid mid-range, uh, gets the free throw line. He he's the best foul shooter in Illinois history. Although he missed one of two that would have won him the game in regulation last night. Uh, he's eighty-nine percent from the line, which is two percent higher than the next closest guy uh, for a single season, which was Alfonso Plummer. Um, but yeah, he, he is their guy. I mean, great passer too in that kind of uh, post area as well. Uh, averaging, he's averaged five assists a game since uh, Shannon was originally suspended. Um, so he, he is the guy I want making plays because he's smart, makes the right play, makes the right pass. Um, and I am 1000% okay with him being the go-to guy. Yep. Yep. So uh, yeah, interesting week around the big 10. Uh, like you mentioned, it was a good week for Purdue. They went 2-0, a uh, hard-fought home overtime win over Northwestern, which we talked about kind of in length when uh, during the pick six when we talked about Chris Collins. But Northwestern shot lights out, boo-booey, yeah. Barry. They were hitting everything they wanted. Um, and Purdue was lucky. They were getting to the free throw line a bunch, even though they missed a ton of free throws. But they were able to survive. And then they went up to the Cole Center yesterday for a nationally televised CBS game against Wisconsin and really had control for most way. Most of the game, they were up two a half. Wisconsin cut it down to three, if not two, a couple different times in the second half. But Purdue never <laughs> let the lead slip. It got kind of hairy there at the end with some turnovers and some press break issues. But they went to the Cole Center and got it done. And, and Wisconsin did not shoot well from behind the arc. Um, and anytime you go into a anytime you go into a road venue right now in college basketball and get it done, you're pretty pleased because I've never seen a year, not even just in the Big Ten, outside of the Big Ten, where Ranked teams are struggling on the road like yeah. this, and I haven't seen a year where we've seen so many overtime games yeah. as we have this year. So yeah. it's it's interesting, but uh, good week for the Boilers. Glad they have this week to rest before they gear up for their second matchup against Indiana at home on Saturday night. So, yeah. Um, elsewhere around the Big Ten, uh, Northwestern ended up losing twice, yep. uh, losing at Minnesota. Um, they it was a game of runs. They found themselves up eight fairly late. Minnesota just kept chipping away and tying it, and then taking control in overtime. So big win for Ben Johnson um, as far as potential NIT hopes uh, for them, which which would be huge for that program after where they were. Uh, but uh, Northwestern was seemingly a lock for the NCAA tournament, and I still think they are fairly safe. But a huge matchup this week um, at home against uh, Nebraska. Nebraska six and zero. At home in Big Ten play, 0-6 on the road. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, Northwestern, it'll be interesting to see if that crowd gets up for, although a good Nebraska team, uh, Nebraska, you know, they, they get yeah, up for right. Purdue and Illinois and Michigan Top State, 10 teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see if fans show up uh, in a pretty pretty big game for both teams because Nebraska needs to prove they can win um, on the road and Northwestern just, they can't afford to lose three in a row or they're going to start uh, feeling a little nervous. Uh, heading forward well and you know earlier we we're talking about tiers you know there's four team four teams that are going to get that double buy 
for the Big Ten tournament in Minneapolis. And you got to think Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois has got those wrapped up. So who's going to be the fourth team? If you had two guests today on, no, on, on November, geez, on February 5th, would it be Northwestern, Nebraska, or Michigan State? Uh, I would think Michigan State. Uh, they're, they're playing some good, I uh, almost said football, good basketball. <laughs> they have uh, won five of their last six. Uh, including twice against the Maryland. They have a big home game on Saturday against Illinois, which Illinois won, I think, two of their last three or three of their last four in Michigan State, something like yeah, that. I think Michigan State's got to go to the barn before that this week. They do. They also oh. – so huge week for Michigan State. If they can go 2-0, and I think they'd feel pretty good about mm. uh, pretty good about getting that, uh, that four seed. Um, but um, as, as of right now, I just – probably say Michigan state by default, just cause I don't trust Northwestern as much uh, or definitely not Nebraska. I, th- I think Nebraska can really score the basketball uh, rink mast killed Illinois last night. Um, and they're definitely much, much improved, but that was a game. Illinois was up 10 with three minutes left and they should have pulled away and they um, just made some stupid plays and let Nebraska back in. So it wasn't just like Nebraska played so well, they went on the road to top 10 team and took them to overtime, which is what they did. Uh, but uh, it was mainly Illinois faltering more than Nebraska playing well, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Uh, I want to go over and pick some games. Let's do week. it. I have it pulled up here unless you want to do it. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll let you have it. All right. Uh, Rutgers at Maryland. Maryland needs this one if they have any any hope. Yeah, I'll take the Terps at home. Yeah, I think, I think Rutgers is very clearly the second worst team in the Big Ten at the moment. So give me Maryland. Uh, Indiana at Ohio State, both teams need to stop the skid, although Indiana did beat Iowa over the week. They did. They did. Um, I'm going to take Ohio State at home, but I'm not confident in either of these teams. Yeah, I'm going to take Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State's definitely due uh, to win one, and I think they get it done. Uh, Michigan State at Minnesota, huge one here for both teams. I think Sparty gets it done in a very close game. I agree. Uh, Michigan State fourteen and eight. Minnesota fourteen and seven. If Minnesota beats them, though, they jump Michigan State in the standings. Believe it or not. Wow. Uh, as Michigan State would fall to six and six, and Minnesota would be uh, six and five. But give me Michigan State. Uh, Wednesday night we have Wisconsin at Michigan. Ah, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, give me Wisconsin. Michigan's terrible. Uh, Nebraska at Northwestern. I'm gonna take Northwestern, and because they're the home team. Yeah, um, as I said, Nebraska has not won a Big Ten road game, so they're due, uh, but I, I just don't think it happens. Give me Northwestern. Thursday night we have uh, Iowa at Penn State. Hmm, tough place to play because nobody shows up. I can't figure this Iowa team out. Penn State's got a little momentum going. Give me Nittany Lions. Yeah, give me Penn State at home. Uh, I don't trust Iowa either. Uh, their guard play has been the hit or miss with Perkins and Sanford. Um, but, yeah, uh, give me Penn State in that one. Uh, Saturday we have uh, Wisconsin at Rutgers. Good week for the Badgers on the road. Give me Wisconsin. Yeah, give me Wisconsin as well. Illinois at Michigan State. This is a CBSer. Sorry, J-Man, I'm taking Sparty in a close one. I'm taking Sparty as well. I just it's, It is nice that Illinois has a full, uh, pretty much a full week off, yep. six days off. Um, but uh, – yeah, Michigan State's the more desperate team, uh, especially to get a marquee home win. Uh, give me Michigan State in that one. Uh, Maryland at Ohio State. You know, I think the Bucks have a good week this week. Give me Ohio State. Give me Maryland on the road. Maryland doesn't win road games unless it's in Champaign, but they do in Columbus. <laughs> uh, Michigan at Nebraska. Nebraska. They don't lose. Nebraska loses this one. They're done. 
Yeah. Uh, but give give me Nebraska. Uh, Doug McDaniel will not play in this one because he's suspended for the road games, which is stupid. <laughs> uh, Indiana at Purdue, 7 p.m. Foxer. Uh, yeah, Purdue got their revenge at Assembly Hall earlier this year in a whooping. Um, I, they lost at Mackey last year also, though. I think they get their revenge at Mackey, and I, I don't think it's real close. And uh, I would say maybe Zach Eady breaks the Big Ten record with his 11th Big Ten Player of the Week award, but it's going to be hard when you only play once because he tied it with his 10th today but uh yeah i think i think as long as purdue takes care of the ball they went pretty easily yeah um purdue might win by 25 to 30 um i hope I just, you're right i think indiana started to kind of give up especially after losing to penn state um i don't think indiana indiana has any sort especially of- if they lose to uh ohio state tomorrow night yeah they could come in really yeah. with their heads hanging low penn state at northwestern Northwestern, good bounce back week for them. Yep, give me Northwestern. I hope they lose at least one of these. That'd be pretty great, but they won't. Uh, Minnesota at Iowa, final game of the week. Oh, man. Coin flip. So when this coin flip, I got to go with the home team. I'll go with Iowa. Yep, give me Iowa. Uh, how about we do a few top 25 yep. matchups here while we got time? Tuesday night, we have. Um, always a fun one here. Oh, we have Butler at UConn. Butler, huge win against Creighton the other night. Huge win at Creighton there as of right now in the seat to make the NCAA tournament. These two teams played earlier this year. It was a single-digit win by UConn at Hinkle. I think UConn gets it done at home. I think UConn, I think UConn and Purdue are right there, neck yeah. and neck, the best two teams in the country. Right I now. agree. Give me UConn. Uh, we have, I thought I just saw it. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, it's tonight. Um, Kansas at Kansas State. Give me Kansas State. Really? Kansas State mm-hmm. needs it. They are a bubble team. Uh, give me Kansas, although they will be coming off a high of blowing out Houston at home. Smacked them. Uh, so, um, let's see here. We can do two more maybe before I get you birdie bogey. <laughs> if there's any good ones, it doesn't look like there's that many good ones that are not Big Ten games. Um UConn Georgetown will be a laugher. Um, <laughs> pretty bad week. Um, ooh, Gonzaga plays at Kentucky. This is not the Gonzaga team we're used to. They're in trouble. Uh, they are. The for the first time in the Mark Few era. Give me Kentucky. Give me Kentucky. I think Gonzaga misses it. That's a bold prediction. Uh, last one here, Baylor at Kansas. Kansas, they won't lose two in a row. I agree. Uh, I think Kansas wins. Birdie Bogey, there are four quarterbacks who have lost at least three Super Bowls. Can you name them? Yeah, I got two of them, uh, John Elway and Tom Brady. Yep. Um, I'm struggling, though, to get even one, let alone two <laughs> more. And I've went over Super Bowls in my head. I've went over teams who have played in a lot of them. I'm just going to throw out some old names that I don't even know because I know they've played in a bunch. Um, Terry Bradshaw? Nope. Roger Stallback? Nope. Nope. <laughs> you get a bogey. I literally, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Jim Kelly lost four in a row. Oh, my 90s. God. How did I forget about him? <laughs> I forgot the Bills. I forgot about the Bills even in my head. I thought that was an easy one over Tom Brady because I, oh. I didn't even know Tom Brady. I forgot about him losing the Eagles. Yeah. Um, And then Fran Tarkenton would have been a tough Okay. One. I, I thought about the Vikings, but I didn't think they had made three times. Jim Kelly, I should have got three. That's bad. That's a bad yep. bogey. Yeah, that's a bad bogey.
Thanks for watching the Tan and the J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at her next Monday. Have a fantastic week, everybody.